I just want to invest in people that really want to be the best that they can be. Hello, everyone. It's Todd Screamer and mom boss, Robin Lavasser and the GOAT, Jimmy Reed. Uh, so we're, we work for Summit Funding. Uh, we've all been professional coaches for a long time, and we decided to do some podcasts. And this one is for branch managers. So, Or I guess you could say anyone in a leadership position in the mortgage industry uh, is, is, is all these topics fit. So today's topic is clear is kind. Clear is kind. Um, I'll start us out with something that happened to me yesterday. Um, the idea here is that we're in a uh, in, in a we're recording this in uh, May of 2022. Yeah. So rates just went up almost three percent in four months. So there's a lot of people freaking out. National mortgage volume is going to be off. It's, it'll be half of last year. Half. OK. So it's one of those times in the mortgage business similar to the meltdown or 94 or those kind of markets where it's harsh. Right. And so to me. When things change and things get tougher, um, all it really does is allow you to see where your holes are. So um, yesterday, I, I have this loan that um, <clears throat> got um, denied, well, suspended, I should say. Um, it was a DU approved VA loan with a 65 ratio. And um, at Summit, we followed DU. And uh, the branch manager escalated it and it got solved three hours later and got approved. So I went to the leadership team and I said, look at, here's the customer service test that, I, that I've used for years. And it's just three questions that you ask yourself about how to run customer service. So it just says, what, what am I doing that's gonna treat the client with the utmost respect? Number two, what am I doing that's in the best long-term interest of the company? And number three, what can I do to give the client plus 1% service? So I went to the manager and said, look, we denied a loan we shouldn't have. I know you reversed it three hours later, but for three hours, everyone was pissed. So we didn't do number one and we didn't do number three. We were, we were afraid of doing number two, best longer term interest of the company, but we have a sellable loan. So I was very um, direct on this conversation. And I had the conversation again today because I, that's not okay with me. There's enough issues in the industry without causing more. So that's a story that illustrates this podcast. Clear is kind. Robin, give me an example or some explanations around this because I think it's a great topic. Yeah, I think, you know, clear is kind is something that I like to use in life in general all over the place where I, I you know, when people are confused, it's often because that that's what leads to frustration, blame, um, different emotions that generally come in a negative way. And when people are clear, they might not be happy about it, but there is an understanding, maybe a sense of self awareness, um, you know, and oftentimes it, it's followed by love, right? Somebody feels really taken care of, if you will, when they know exactly what to expect and why what's happening is happening, all of those things. And I think it's more important than ever before as leaders that we are clear with our people. You know, we're in a different environment than these last couple of years. And these last couple of years were, you know, can we, everybody wanted to get into the mortgage business. A bunch of people got in, a bunch of other people, you know, just, you know, 
was able to relish, if you will, in their databases and do all this great stuff. And and we were begging employees to come on board and help us because everybody's working ungodly hours and doing all these things. And all of a sudden, we're in a turning point where, yeah, rates went up, the market is slowing. And a lot of these guys, they weren't, they're not really trained super well, or they've lost their training. They've lost their training, right? They've lost their good habits. It's like literally having a pro athlete that was injured for two years and and all of a sudden putting them back on the field and expecting them to do the same thing. And not going to happen, right? They got to get back to the basics and get their training done. But when we're not clear as leaders about what needs to happen and not only clear, but being willing to follow up. I always attribute this to as human beings. If when you were little, Jimmy, I, I bet this is you. Something tells me you were a naughty kid um, in some way, shape, or form. Like, Come on now. <laughs> so let's say that your mom and dad said, "Go man, clean your room." I'm not a bad boy, but I'm a good man. Don't yeah, that's right. Go clean your room. Were you cleaning it? I, was, I cleaned my room, but I didn't practice the trumpet. I okay, myself. so if they if you knew they were never checking the room and whether or not it was clean, were you cleaning your room? I was stuffing it all in the closet. You were stuffing it, right? Until they got smart enough to check the drawers in the closet, right? Like, my and mom it, and dumped it, all my clothes in the hallway, all of them, <laughs> every single, even the ones that were folded. She pulled them all out and put my, all the bedding off and put it all in the closet. Yes. I mean, yes. all in the hallway. I had to fold it all and put it all away myself. I and do it all. But that taught you something, right? And I guarantee you the next time they said clean your room, you didn't stuff because you knew she might come in there and yeah, make a bigger yeah, mess, yeah, right? Yeah, she found my spot for sure. Yeah. So I I really believe that being clear and direct and firm with people and them understanding and showing that it's also, that's a lesson, right? That you learn, hey, you can't stuff stuff and hide stuff when someone gives you directions. That's a silly little metaphor in the kid's space. But as grownups, all of a sudden, we're dealing with salespeople who think they're entrepreneurial. So, hey, I can roll into the office at 10 a.m. or I can, you know, duck out at 3 p.m. My leads are down, but I'll be fine. You know, I'm, um, all these things, instead of you literally pausing and saying, hey, I'm concerned. I'm worried about you and I need you to up your accountability. You know, what can we do to make sure that you are visible to me and that you are going to be successful? Because if I let you hide, I'm not helping you. Right. And so I think that there's a lot of circumstances like that where and for us, we have a bunch of MLAs. I call them little gremlins sometimes. We are literally very clear in the metrics that they have to meet every single day so that they know when, if we were to go and all of a sudden reprimand or even have to let one of them go, they know up front, I didn't get the job done because I was so clear on the job that needed to be done. Right. That's where right? it is, the clarity. The clarity is there. And so I think that that's, and I don't think people do a great job of that. I think they think they do, but I don't think people do as good of a job as what they need to. Yeah, so I was I did my break, my sales meeting today, right? So I stopped my sales meeting. We started with some uh, there's some stuff going on in the market right now with margins and low level price adjustments that are kind of a pain. So we talked about those, and then I just went through and I said to each one of my loan officers, I have 22 loan officers. How many loans are you closing in April? Because it's April 28th, and how many loans are you closing in May? And what's your very best sales tactic that's working? So we went through and I got to a, a, a new loan officer who's closing one loan and then zero. And so I said, listen, I'm going to say this to all of you because some of you are re-engaging in your careers and some of you are starting off your careers. So get a pen. Your job is six open houses on the weekend, six real estate offices, 
every week, the same six boutique offices. Visit them in person every week. Call 40 Realtors every Monday. Attend or hold a lunch and learn every week. Attend or hold a happy hour every week. Join two organizations like the Women's Counselor Realtors or the Latino Chamber of Commerce or the Old Man Do Mortgages Committee. That's the one I would join, right? And you too, Todd, with your gray hair, right? Join two and be either the treasurer or the secretary. That's your job. And if you're telling me that you're doing all that and you're only closing zero or one loans, I'm telling you out loud, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I don't believe you that you're working 40 hours a week. I don't believe you. So my advice is this. If you're going to take a vacation, take a vacation. Other than that, come to work. That's it. And that's what I said, word for word. And I got two of them got on my calendar want to come meet me. It's time to figure out whether you're in for this business or not. It's time. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, some sometimes uh, I, I had people can say or I've said, hey, be clear, direct and firm. Uh, always put it in writing. Uh, you know, if it's not in writing, it, it doesn't exist. So all these, a uh, lot of people are afraid to put things in writing. This is, that is part of this. So because when you put something in writing, such as an email said, Hey, we're not going to close on this date. We are closing on this date. If you can't put stuff in writing, people can always say, you didn't say that. You'd be like, I'm sure I said that. Right. Yep. So always put it in writing. That's a tip. Uh, Robin, give me an example. Uh, you have lots. I think we all have lots of them. But give me an example of something you've dealt with uh, in this last week where you had to be uh, clear to someone in 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 which I don't know if it's I'm not always kind. I sometimes I struggle with that. Like I can get pretty threatening um, and I've learned to calm down a little bit. I think I think that's part of this. But give us an example of where you were clear. Hey, this is this is a no go zone or you got to do this better. Yeah. I mean, I think that there is, um, I mean, there's a multiple, there's multiple examples, I think every single day. So on the spot, I'll tell you one, and then I'll tell you a brief story on, on a different one that was from the past. Uh, we had a file that was actually red lit, um, a couple times and it was a jumbo that was in jeopardy of closing and some things weren't there. And I went to the the upfront team and had a conversation about items needed and following the matrices and the guidelines, right? Appropriately, um, because they clearly skipped steps, right? We talk about not skipping steps. Generally, when things are really clear and laid out the right way, you can go find something that says, you should have known this, right? This is, this is where this can be referenced, like you said, to put in writing. And so having that conversation with, you will get this 100% of the time moving forward. One of the things that I always like to do, and Jimmy, you taught me this, is an employee either has three reasons, three reasons, one of my favorite things to teach on, that they don't get something done. Three things. Do you remember this, Jimmy? Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, you're like this is my stuff. So I'm going to I'm going to steal it from Jimmy real quick. They either do not know how, in which case you have a training issue. They do not have time, in which you have a capacity issue, so you need to help them with, you know, time management, prioritization, all of those things. Both of those things you can show beautiful leadership in. And I think Todd, this is part of how I stay calm in these moments as I literally am processing this litmus test if you will with the 
the employee and I'm even asking them to participate in it. Did you not know how? Did you not have time? And the very last one that scares me to death is you didn't want to. And if you don't want to, we have a problem, right? And if I can fix the time issue, because that should be fixable, if I can fix the training issue, that should be fixable. The only thing left to fix is themselves, right? They have to be clear on that. And so I, and I, and I coach and teach from this. I actually share that exact rundown with our branch. Um, we probably coach on that three, four times a year um, in one of our morning meetings and go through it with everybody so that everybody's up to speed, and understands their expectations. And, and more than anything, Todd, it's because I don't want people to give me excuses, right? I don't want reasons and excuses. I want a lot of accountability around what's going on and then them feeling supported that will help them fix the first two. The last one, I can't help them fix. They got to decide if they want to be here. And so I had a, I had a loan um, manager that didn't do a Tuesday update and it's a non-negotiable. And the first time she didn't do it, I was like, Hey, that's a non-negotiable. And she didn't know she was new and we didn't have our non-negotiables in writing. So that was my fault. So I owned it immediately. I said, Hey, they're not in writing. That's on me going forward. Just so you know, non-negotiable. Okay. Got it. The second time it happened, no Tuesday update happened about two months later. I was like, Hey, now we really have a problem, right? It's a non-negotiable and you just skipped a non-negotiable. And she comes, stands in front of me and she says, I'm sorry. I plan on getting them done. I missed two at the very end of the day. My dad had surgery and I had to leave. I promised my mom I would be there to pick her up. And I lost track of time and I had to get out the door and I plan on doing them today. And I said, I'm going to own this one more time. I didn't give you a white flag policy. You always have permission to tell us that you can't get the work done if it's appropriate and we will do it for you. But in my business, I have to make sure it happens if it's a non-negotiable. So I'll take ownership of that part. Now, you know, the white flag policy, there will be no, no gifts around this. And she, and she said, okay. And I said, let me be clear. If it happens again, you will no longer work for me. Now she still works for me for this day. She's never missed a Tuesday update again. And she and I are great friends. And she says, I'm be egotistical for a minute that I'm the best leader that she's ever had. Now in that moment, I told her she was going to lose her job. I, if you're listening to this, I want you to question how often somebody is actually, you've had that clear of a conversation and then it's turned into a beautiful relationship or you're not even willing to have that conversation. You hide from it. And then you say, I don't think it's working out and I want to find a way to get rid of this employee versus actually. That's, helping that's what they all do, Robin. And you know it. That's what everybody, like I would say, eight, I don't even know a percentage, loan officers that I coach and manage and have worked with over the 25 years, they don't want to deal with having to hire someone new, so they tolerate the person they have. And the truth is, the person they have is no good because they're just not that great of a leader for most of it. I'm always like, like, oh, my loan partner's not that good. I'm like, do they show up to work on time? Oh, yeah. They take long breaks and hide? Oh, no. They get complaints on the phone? No, no. Oh, it's your problem then, bro. Is it right? I, I, I like the other thing I'll add on that, that real quick, Todd, is this. Todd taught me this. In addition to everything you said, Robin, when you're talking to people, you have to let them know that 20% of their job, they're just not going to love. If they can love 80% of their job and there's 20% they don't like, but they can get it done, that's about as good as it gets. Oh, I'm going to write that down. I'm telling 100%. you, I've been in the grocery store. They all thought they were stressed out stacking cans. I'm telling you, I'm telling you every job. There's 20% that they don't like. I don't know if it's washing the truck for firemen. I don't know what it is that they don't like, 
but there's 20% they can't stand. It's the same thing in the mortgage business. People are like, man, I hate doing Tuesday updates. Yeah, it's three or four hours on Tuesday in the morning out of 40, 45 hours. It's less than 10%. Isn't that everything in life? I, I actually I love that analogy for everything in life. Marriage, like family, Dude, friendship, like everything. Don't your therapist said people are in marriage and they have 80% of what they want, but they focus on the 20% they don't have and mess yeah. it all up. Yes. Yeah. And then they go to the next one and go, oops. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll take this to, uh, to personal because I think it's important to, uh, it, this is about communication in business, but it's communication in life. So I'm, I'm talking to, um, actually, Jim will get this story. Uh, I have a childhood best friend from eighth grade, and he's a retired police officer, SWAT officer, chief. And, uh, and he's, you know, I, I was thinking of him this morning, so I just called him this morning and say hi. Talk to him a couple times a month. And um, he, uh, I was down to see him. Uh, he lives out of town. I was down to see him about two months ago. And um, I got to see this girl that he's in love with. And he's, we get on all kinds of topics. And then he says, well, yeah, this girl, this and this girl, that. Um, and I said, hey, bud, can I be real with you? He said, yeah, of course. And I'm very direct with him. It's our, it's our relationship. And I said, she does not love you. Whoa. And I just shut up. And... Because what he was talking about, well, she doesn't give me time. Uh, she won't introduce me to the children. They've been dating for three years. I'm like, she is not in romantic love with you. That's the problem. So uh, I said, I'm willing to be wrong, but you should probably have that discussion. So he texted me a couple hours ago and he said, hey, you kind of rocked my world this morning, but I'm going to have, I've set a time to have the discussion tonight. I said, well, let me know how it goes. I said, just, he says, what do I say? I said, be honest and clear, which is what we're talking about. It's okay to say, I'm frustrated. It's okay to say, hey, this behavior was wrong. Think of, uh, think of your children, because I think that's a great analogy. My daughter made a little mistake this morning. She told me that she was not going to get dressed for, she does homeschool. She doesn't have to really get dressed, but I didn't like her doing homework in her pajamas because her her uh, school lady was coming over. And I said, hey, uh, go, go change from your night clothes and get dressed now that you've had breakfast. And she told me no. I was pretty clear in the moment. Now, I didn't uh, I, I didn't F bomb her. I didn't do anything inappropriate, but I made it crystal clear that you are going to do what I just asked and not say another word. Now, do people need that? Well, Todd, children need that. She's 11. Yes. I was going to say, welcome to 11-year-old girls. You've got about five years of pain coming. Oh, leadership, <laughs> hey, leadership is parenting. I don't care what you say. When you manage loan officers, you're parenting them. Praise yeah, the good things. Fix the bad things. You know, it isn't parenting love, right? Yeah. isn't parenting love. Like that's Only the two truth. things, right? Two emotions, love and fear, right? Yep. Yep. It's, I, I, you know, Todd, what you just did for your friend, and I know we got to wrap up, but what you just did for your friend, I, you know, I was talking to my mom the other day and we're worried about a family member. And my family has a habit of this, and that's to not be confrontational. And one of the things that you taught me was, and I've changed the word from confrontation in my head whenever I think that or feel that, 
I always think it's collaboration instead. I always switch the word from confrontation to collaboration because it helps me love it. And and so one of the things my, my mom had said to me, and I realized this can get ingrained in us, you guys, right? We learn these behaviors from early on generally. And one of the things that she did was I said, gosh, I'm just worried. I'm worried about 10 years. She said, oh, me too. And, and I said, well, and she said, but I can't say anything. And for the first time ever, I stopped and I said, don't say that. And she said, what do you mean? And I said, say you won't say anything. Say it's not comfortable to say anything. Say you're choosing not to say anything. But don't you dare tell me you can't. Because you could if you really wanted to. But you don't want to, and that's okay. We have to take more extreme ownership of our words, of our actions, and being willing to tell people the truth at the risk of not what how they would react, but at the risk of knowing that your heart's in the right place to get the result that you want. Man, you're giving me shivers over here. So guys, really good topic. I love this topic. I, I call it living a clean life. I call it living a productive life. I, I don't I don't think ha- things happen through osmosis, right? That's why you set goals and that's why you're clear in your direction. That's why you put things in writing. It's not being a, a mongrel. It's not being an ogre. It's not being grumpy. I don't feel that way. I don't think Jim and Robin feel that way very often. It's about being a leader and it's about being clear so that you guys can collaborate together and make great things happen, whether it's personal life or business life. It's the same thing. Okay. So uh, guys, remember we are a mortgage company. So if you're if you're a branch manager and you're thinking, hey, maybe I should check this company out, email us, call us. We will be happy to talk to you. We don't add a lot of people in our company, but we love the really, really, really juicy ones, the really, really good ones. So feel free to always reach out. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Robin. Appreciate you guys. If you liked this episode of the Be Your Best series with Todd Screema, make sure to register for new episode notifications at www.beyourbestseries.com. And don't forget to leave a five-star review and share this series with someone you want to be their best. Send an email with any questions or comments to beyourbest at summitfunding.net. Summit Funding, Inc., NMLS ID 3199, Equal Housing Opportunity, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.